Hey, everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball. And man, oh man, did you guys like Mike Diaz? What a what a great guy. We're going to have to get him back here in the next week or so because he is a bundle of energy, and that's just what you need on the lighter side of baseball. And speaking of the lighter side of baseball, man, I went out and watched my six-year-old grandson play baseball, and it was pretty awesome. I mean, talk about light. It's great. Everybody bats. Everybody runs. Uh, my grandson got a smashing hit, ran to first base, picked the base up, looked under the base, checking out bugs, wanted to find out if there was a worm under there. And as the worm turns, that's what happened in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, we have not talked to you folks on the lighter side of baseball since the fastest two minutes in sports took place on the first Saturday of May. And Rich Strike, man, would that be a great name for a catcher? Rich Strike. Now batting for the Chicago Cubs, number eight, Rich Strike. Now, I guess that'd be a better name for a pitcher, right? Okay. Strike one by strike. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway, 80 to one. That would be like the Pittsburgh Pirates winning three World Series in a row. 80 to one. Three in a row. There are some. Now, Okay, we're a month into the season, a little bit more. It's um, past Mother's Day, and we have seen some trends, and the trends were totally predictable. So, I mean, let's look at the teams that have no shot to win, why a fan would go out there, it beats me, but there are six teams that have zero chance of being 500, let alone winning their division. Uh, the worst team in baseball was one of the best teams last year, Cincinnati Reds. They just gutted everything. It was like, we're going to punish that Joey Votto for sticking around. Uh, we're getting rid of everybody but Moose, Mike Moussakas. I mean, oh my goodness gracious. You have to really like Skyline Chile to hang out as a Cincinnati Reds player. Man, oh, man, I don't get it. I don't get it. So they're getting a ton of money for TV. They're getting a ton of money for lots of other things. And their team, they got rid of everybody. I mean, it's like, well, we gave it a go. We don't care. We're just going to make money this year. We make more money when we don't pay our salary much. Quoting an owner that will remain anonymous. I made a lot more money than I've ever made when my payroll was under $50 million. Woohoo. Wonder who that was. Anyway, the Cincinnati Reds are pathetic. I had a few listeners say, man, at least the Cubs aren't the Reds. Well, okay, they're pretty close. They've had a little run, and it's been fun, okay? So I don't want you guys out there to think I just want to bag on the Cubs, uh, although I do want to bag on the Cubs. But let me tell you, what they did on their last road trip was to take series from two teams over 500. I'm not sure the Cubs have done that in the last year. Anyway, the Padres are one of the best surprises in baseball. Not a surprise to me because I study this. I study this meticulously. And if you guys remember, and some of you loyal listeners remember, I had the dog house and the dog watch. And the dog watch featured two dogs, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Now, I don't know if it's the fact that lots of things have changed in the year. I've mellowed in the year. The Cubs so badly stink. But I think I got to say that Machado and uh, Harper are no longer in my dog house. There's some dogs out there, but Machado... He's a team leader. And uh, Harper won the MVP. How doggy can you be? So, yeah, I, I rode them for a while. But like with Pete Rose, Ty Cobb, and Joe Jackson, I'm willing to change my opinions. I remember when Ty was playing. Not really. Dirty player. Reputation's dirty. But man, oh man, you know, those were good times. Don't get me started. I don't want to go back into that. I want to think about Mike Diaz and how there's an optimistic guy. 
five years in the minor leagues. And I said, man, weren't you depressed? Because when I represented minor league guys, they were always depressed. They, they don't like me. They don't want me. I'm not a prospect. Well, Mike goes, that eh, was the most fun I ever had. I was getting $500 a month and I was playing baseball. Now that's a cool attitude. Um, I try to say the same thing now. I'm getting social security money and uh, I have the best job in base in, in the world. I don't have a job. So I can just sit back and do nothing, which I'm pretty good at. Anyway, uh, golf and all those good things. Speaking of golf, we'll get to the PGA and Phil not showing up. But uh, we finished the Derby. We talked about the doghouse and we finished one of six teams that have no chance of winning anything. Second team. Now, the second team has been bad for so long that they have one of the best farm systems because they always get the first draft pick. Now, the first draft pick also means you get the 31st pick, the 62nd pick, on and on and on and on and on. You can think by mistake, you're going to get some really good prospects. And they do have some good prospects. So eventually, they will have some guys come in, finish 500, and then use those prospects to trade for guys that are washed up and then go back to right where they are because they don't care about winning. So you got the Pirates and the Red. That's two teams out of the National League Central Division. The third team that doesn't have any chance of winning, and I hate to say it because they have a lot of cool songs. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are not, they don't care if they win today. That's the problem. Ricketts doesn't care if he wins today. David Ross cares if he wins today. And hey, it's nice if we win. If we played Pittsburgh every day, I think we'd have a shot at being over 500. But hey, guess what? Newsflash, we don't. Now, let's talk about a couple other teams, and then we'll come back to the Cubs because I love talking about the Cubs. And wow, yesterday. Now, again, the Pirates are here, and the Cubs won 9 to nothing on Monday and 7 to nothing on Tuesday, and Seiya Suzuki gunned down a runner. Let me tell you, let's talk about that for a minute. Vogelback who was with the Cubs, with the Brewers, might have done a stint with the Marlins along with Jesus Aguilar. And he's been around. He makes Babe Ruth look trim. He makes me look trim. He would be a great advertisement for Portillo's Italian beef sandwiches. The boy is big, big. Bambino big, but he can still hit. Every now and then they put him at first, but he's a, he is a designated eater. I mean, a designated hitter. Man, he'd be my designated eater. He's big, but he still gets signed. So, I mean, he's probably got five years, six years in the bigs. He's got to be making a couple mil. Um, I'm not sure, but we'll check that out with our staff of keen statistical analysts, but say a Suzuki takes a, a pop-up on the right field line and he's just getting used to playing defense in the friendly confines and he's well known for his defense. And let me tell you what, he's okay. I mean, I, I'd rather have Jason Hayward in right field, but say a Suzuki can play. He's fast. He's getting used to the, position out in right field at Wrigley, and uh, he's got a gun. He's he's not Rocky Calavito for all you folks that were born after that. You don't know who, who's Rocky Calavito. Don't knock the rock. Now, that's another thing I want to talk about, nicknames. We'll get into nicknames. We'll get into a lot of stuff. Nobody has a nickname anymore. Now, there's a guy. There were two exciting things that happened in the Cub game. Brandon Hughes, a former infielder, converted to a pitcher three years ago because he wasn't going to make it in the bigs, gets his shot and his debut, and he sets a major league record. He struck out four of the first four he saw, struck out five in 1.2 innings, and what a job Brandon Hughes did. And uh, the kid can pitch. Steele can pitch. Thompson can pitch. The Cubs have some 
they have some talent that can lead to their mediocrity. And so we'll get, we'll, we'll circle around back to that. But Morell has a nickname. Nicknames are a thing of the past. You know, Rocky wasn't Rocky Calavito's nickname. Stormin' Norman wasn't Norman's real name, Stormin'. Three-finger Mordecai Brown wasn't born with three-finger Brown. He was maybe born with three fingers. Anyway, here comes the kid from double-A baseball, doesn't stop in Iowa, goes directly to Wrigley Field, and suits up. He's, he's kind of a funny kid. He's a, I don't know if he's from Venezuela or Puerto Rico or the Dominican. His native language is Spanish. And uh, Wilson Contreras, as long as he's in Chicago, which won't be much longer, has sort of taken him under his arm. Now, if you think back in the history of Cubs folklore, three guys come to mind who homered in their first at-bat at Wrigley Field. One was Starlin Castro. Another was... Wilson Contreras. Another was one of my favorites. Gosh, I like this guy. I'm going to have to check how he's doing. None other than Jorge Soler. Castro, Soler, Contreras, or as Pat Hughes goes. And Pat Hughes is good. Does TV on Sunday night because Shrimp Scampi goes away and does something else. Pat Hughes should do TV all the time. He should have Rick Sutcliffe with him. Sorry, Jim Deshays. JD, you know, you you were good before with Len. You're horrible now. I mean, I don't know. You're better than nothing, but that shrimp scampi is horrible. So Pat Hughes and Rick Sutcliffe. So that's funny. I mean, he's optimistic. He's a he is a homer. And you need a homer on TV. There's no reason not to be a homer. There's no reason to say 33% of the time the Cubs swing at the first pitch. 22% of the time, their Evo is 102 miles an hour. They're third in the lake. Give me a friggin' break. Oh, my God. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Where were we? Anyway, so Suzuki throws out Vogel back at home plate because he's the slowest runner. I think I might be able to. Nah, it'd be close. It'd be close. I'd take him on. Bring it on, Vogel. Anyway. Suzuki guns him. He, it's, he hasn't touched home plate to, yet. And it's the next day. And um, Volkovic gets all pissed off. I don't know why. You know, Contreras and he were roommates and they were buddies on the road and minor leagues and da 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 da. And so I think Willie asked him if he's okay. And all of a sudden he took offense at that. And he gets up and it's like, uh, sumo wrestling versus of uh, the scarecrow and the wizard of Oz. It's like, this ain't going to work. Luckily the bench cleared. Everybody kissed and made up. There wasn't anybody pushed. Nobody got spiked. Nobody was hurt. Vogelbach waddled back to the dugout and he was out, which brings me to a point. If I were a third base coach in baseball in the major leagues, which I'm not, neither is Eddie Cedar, the former third base coach. And, the Milwaukee Brewers and a former client of Pro Sports Inc. Headed up by Davey Nelson and me. That went nowhere. But I met a lot of really good guys. Mike Soper, Rolando Pino, Mike Sodders, you name it. There were 20 really good guys. And when they got to the major leagues, I got fired. We've told that story. Anyway, here's my point. Nobody, I'd say 5% of the runners are thrown out at home plate. I'd, I'd send every runner all the time. Oh, that's Little League. The throw is 90% of the time up the third baseline. It's horrible. These guys cannot throw anybody out unless you're Suzuki throwing out Vogi. Okay? I mean, you got to be slow. The throws are inaccurate. These guys can't throw. And there are tons of errors going on, bad throws at the infielders. That's a common theme. Um, where we're, there's another thing I want to talk about besides nicknames and, um, horse racing. I want to talk about the ball gate. What the hell's going on with the baseballs? What is mighty Manfred doing? Uh, we'll get to that. I'll have my uh, producer 
whisper in my ear to come back to Ballgate when I'm done with the worst teams in baseball. And then we'll talk a little bit about my nickname deal. And, uh, you know, the weather's looking better here in Chicago. I may have to go out and hit some balls. So, you know, I won't bore you for much longer, although this is exciting. Uh, we're off to the races, so to speak, in baseball, and uh, there are some good teams. But back to the losers. So far, I've done three of six that have absolutely no chance. They have no more chance of winning the uh, a wild card spot than I do of running a four-minute mile, and I can't. I can't run a mile, let alone a four-minute mile. I can't run a six-minute mile or a seven-minute mile or a mile. Uh, no chance. Now you say, oh, you know, they've added two wild cards. You know what? <laughs> They'd have been better off adding four, having 14 teams make the playoffs. But the players didn't want to go for that. Don't ask me why. They didn't want to go for a $100 million basement. Don't ask me why. I think Scott Boris, who runs the union, and his big boys didn't like that. You do a basement, that means a ceiling. We don't want a hard cap. Okay. So you got the so no no hundred dollar basement you have. I bring you the Cincinnati Reds, the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Cubs are over that threshold, but they 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 have done less with more money than anybody but maybe the Red Sox. Okay. Uh that's the I think in the National League, those three have no chance. Let's shift over to the pathetic American League. My hometown Kansas City Royals are right there. They're the Cincinnati Reds of the American League. You know, poor Salvi. Oh, my God. He's carried that team. Uh, Two-hit wit is the greatest 200 hits a season guy that nobody's ever heard of. Um, Santana, you got to lose your evil. Um, you know, Carlos Santana sings a lot better than our Santana in Kansas City hits anymore. You know, it's just the way it is. I tell it like it is, Santana on this club, too bad. Um, Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be good. You need pitching, and you need starting pitching, and you need middle relief, and you need a closer. So the, the Royals aren't as bad as they seem to be, as their record indicates. But they don't have a chance. The Detroit Tigers. Oh, my God. They've been rebuilding for a decade. They were rebuilding under Dombrowski and when the pizza man was alive. And they, they're, they're trying. They're the Pittsburgh Pirates of the American League. They've gotten draft choice after draft choice after draft choice. And uh, they don't supplement that with anybody. So spend some of that pizza inheritance on on some good players, you know? So that is the, um, that's five. That's five teams. Now, who's the sixth team that has no chance of winning uh, baseball this year? And I would have to say that it is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, they're off to a basically a decent start. Am I leaving anybody out? Is there any other really pathetic team the Phillies, the Nationals, the Mariners, the Rangers, the uh, Diamondbacks, the Rockies, they're kind of consistently bad. But, um, you know, in the uh, West, both divisions, they're strong. Boy, the Angels are off to a great start. The Giants are off to a good start. The Dodgers, they've got a $500 million payroll. I mean, they're... That's that's the stupidity of baseball there too on the upper end. I mean, my God, if they don't win, then uh, Friedman ought to be fired. And you're not going to fire Friedman because he's good. And Magic likes to win, and they like to spend money. Hey, how about that, Cub fans? How about that? You're green with envy. The Dodgers keep winning, they keep spending. Huh? Wow. The Yankees keep winning, and they keep spending. Now they haven't gone to the World Series or won for a while. The Mets now with Cone, they keep spending. The Red Sox keep spending. There's some teams out there that keep spending. Oh, wow. Win and spend. Uh, the Angels keep spending. They're trying to win. Uh, the teams that don't, these, these six teams that I've mentioned, they ought to get new owners. 
the Diamondbacks need a new owner. The Cubs need a new owner. The Pirates need, they, they need, they need one of these, um, you know, monetary conglomerates that doesn't care what they spend, you know, that aren't in it. No more here. If I, if I could just make a wish, snap my fingers, I would say, put a Milwaukee Brewer stadium in every city around where you have a retractable roof that you can retract in five minutes. It's beautiful. You know, when you go to the Brewers game, you're going to sit there in comfort. It ain't going to rain, ain't going to snow. It's not going to be cold. It's not going to be windy. It's just going to be beautiful. So it's really beautiful outside the roof's open. If it's not, the roof's closed. That's great. So everybody needs a roof. Number one. Number two, I forgot number two. If we had a roof, then every game would be fun and you'd know it would go. Uh, number two, I suppose, would be everybody would uh, have a, 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 not an individual owned it or an individual like Musk that didn't care about what money he spent and have a big payroll and have equality. So you put everybody into a $200 million bin, the players are happy. And the fans are happy because there's real competition. So, okay, there we've named the bad, bad teams. They're, they're just more bad teams. How about the good teams that have gotten off to a good start? Uh, Mets are off to a good start. The Yankees are off to a good start. Oh, the Orioles, that's the sixth team. Now, the Diamondbacks have a jerko for an owner, uh, but they've been playing pretty good ball. Uh, so, the Orioles, yeah, there you go. That, that's I knew there were three in each. Uh, thank you. My producer just whispered in my ear. What a what a crew I've got. We are on, as I've said, and you've heard this before. So we're on all the big podcasts, just like if you heard the most popular hundred million dollar guy talk about where his podcast can be found. It's the same with us. Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere you get it. Facebook. We're not on YouTube. You know, we're we just have the face for a audio not the video I, you know people said oh you ought to do a video i don't want to do a video i want to do what i'm doing it's fun and i can be critical so we have now identified the bad boys do i need to recap it no the good guys the fun stories oh my gosh i think joe madden has a winner i really think the angels have a chance to actually get to the playoffs you know, I'd rest Trout two days a week. He doesn't need to win the home run title. He just needs to be healthy in September. And Rendon, doing pretty good. And a cast of others show, hey, hey, Otani. Um, this guy that's leading the league, uh, Taylor somebody. <laughs> the, the Angels are good. Too bad they're on at 2 in the morning. Um, the Padres. Machado and Hosmer, man, you got to love Haas having a good, good. He's taken some grief after signing that big salary. Haas is good. And Moose is good. And they all should still be with the Royals because David Glass and now John Sherman should be paying $200 million. That ought to be the bottom line now. I've raised it from one hundred to $200 million. You show me a $200 million, I show you a team that can get in the playoffs. So, all right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the baseballs, and we're going to talk about nicknames, and we're going to talk about who I think will be in first place at the All-Star break, and who, if anybody, will come from the back of the pack, like Rich Strike. Oh, my God, 80 to 1. You put the super trifecta with every horse in the field plus Rich Strike, and you come home with 100 grand. Man. What a deal. So we're going to uh, take a break. We have no sponsors. We have no sponsors yet. So if you folks think I'm making a million dollars a year, think again. I'm in the hole. But that's okay because I enjoy everybody listening. I enjoy everybody recommending this show. And uh, I think it's fun. Uh, we're going to have Craig Kashan on in the very near future. We love Craig. He's done with basketball for the year. The Bucks lost to Celtics. Oh, wow. Anyway, Craig will be joining us. Not today, but soon. And uh, so let's take a break. 
if we had sponsors, we'd play a little jingle. We'd give a little tune. I mean, like the Cubs, that's all they do. Every inning, they got four commercials. Pat Hughes doesn't even get the call. He calls more commercials than he does pitches. <laughs> so there you go. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we are back, and we are really having a lot of fun this morning because a lot of fun to be had. We've got a lot of baseball. The Cubs play the Pirates, and then the Diamondbacks come into town. They could actually – they've now won four in a row for a record. They have uh, now won their third series in a row. Woohoo! And, um, you know, they beat the Diamondbacks two out of three. They've got to turn it around at home. They, they've played bad ball at Wrigley. Now, if they can sweep the Pirates and sweep the Diamondbacks, uh, they will be close to 500 and only 10 games back of the hot Brewers. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Hottest team in baseball, your Milwaukee Brewers. Man, oh, man. That is a good pitching staff from, t- from the first guy to the 13th guy or the 14th guy. They have the best pitching staff in baseball. I think it's not close. Um, Scherzer's too rich, and he doesn't care much about what's going on. Um, statistically, the um, offense is the worst it's been since before steroids. So do you bring back steroids? I've had some people say, hey, look, if the players want to do it to themselves with steroids, it really is not going to hurt you that much. Bring back offense. So here's what... Manfred listened to somebody, I don't know who, and he concluded that now there are four things he could have done to improve the watchability and popularity of baseball, excluding getting into bed with gamblers. Okay, he did that. That's not going to really help the product. It's going to help him. Reference the two-story sports book at Wrigley Field being constructed, okay? So don't anybody kid yourself thinking that Ricketts gives a crap about winning. He just wants money, 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 money. Now, to his credit, they won in 2016. Uh, Then last year, they dumped everybody. Everybody went away. Everybody like Rizzo landed in good shape. Rizzo, of everybody. Rizzo, man, he's like popping home runs in that 290-foot fence in New York. Rizzo's like, hey, man, this is like Little League. Excuse me, I had a cough. I don't have the cough suppressor like they do with big-time podcasts. We don't edit. What what you hear is what I said. No editing. We take nothing out, not even that cough. Drink a little coffee while you guys think about what I just said. Okay. I can't even remember what I just said. That's how early this podcast is being recorded. Anyway. So he, he, the four things he could have done, number one, he could have ended the shift. And the rumor is that'll happen next year. Uh, number two, he could have implemented a pitch clock. And he didn't do that. Number three, and I'm not a fan of this, but he could have gone to a robocop calling balls and strikes. And number four, They could let the pitchers put some foreign substance on their hand, but that wouldn't have really helped. And number five, he could have juiced the baseballs a little bit. Instead, he decided to require all 30 teams to put their balls into a humidor until an hour before the game when the umpire could rub up a very chilly baseball. Chile, Chile. Not skyline chili, not really good chili, which is making me kind of hungry. Crackers, cheese, da 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 da. Ooh, who has the best chili in Chicago? Do they have chili in Chicago? I don't know. Kansas City has some pretty good chili. I'm not a fan of skyline chili, and I'm not a fan of what's happened to the balls. Now, the Major League Baseball doesn't tell you that last year that somebody leaked information that they. Um, weren't winding the yarn as tight in the core of the baseball and that would deaden the ball. Didn't work. 
homers, strikeouts, homers, strikeouts, homers, strikeouts. Boring, boring, boring. Then they deaden the ball, put them in like they did in Colorado all the time, but now every team did that. And that really deadened the ball. It's sort of like, uh, you know, when you're leading the Indianapolis 500 by a mile and you come out for a, your last pit stop and uh, your pit crew chief starts screwing around with your carburetor and you lose by 10 laps. That's kind of, you know, Mighty Manfred the Wonder Dog just sort of playing around and they don't tell anybody. It's just a secret, but the players knew in April that this ball was bad. Now, maybe the weather got warmer, maybe the pitcher's arms got more tired, but guys are starting to hit home runs. In fact, last night at Wrigley Field, this double A player with a nickname. Now, his last name is Morell. His first name is Christopher. And, you know, they don't have, you know, like Jimmy Wynn was the toy cannon or um, oil can Boyd or Mark the Bird Fidrich or Satchel Page or the Iron Horse or the Bambino or Jungle Jim. On and on and on and on. They don't have that. They just, they, they do like, oh, okay, his name's Christopher and his last name is Morel. And we'll call him Simo. No, that's not French. Simo. I'm not talking about some model named Simone. I'm talking about Christopher Morel. Nobody ever heard of this guy. Been in the minor leagues four or five years. Double A this year, having a good double A season. Cubs call him up. His first at bat in the ninth inning, the Cubs are leading seven to nothing. We've already had one rookie, Brandon Hughes, come in and set a major league record with strikeouts. Along comes an unsuspecting Simo. And you got Seiya Suzuki, and now you got Simo Morel. And he looks at strike one. Fastball takes a umpire call strike. Second pitch, slider down. Best pitch in baseball, slider down, slider down, slider down. He kind of offers at it, but checks his swing. But he's a rookie. <laughs> Rings him up. First base ball. Rings him up. 0-2. Now, the announcers in the postgame talked about how brilliant and that bad it was because he laid off. The third pitch was so far high that the catcher could barely catch it. The fourth pitch was so far outside, it was, I wouldn't have swung, nobody would swing at it. Two and two. The third pitch almost hit him, so it's three and two. So he hadn't done anything in terms of showing any great restraint at the bat, selectivity. So all of a sudden, the Cub bench starts yelling and screaming. The announcers get excited, and for Shrimp Scampy to get excited um, is rare. It was three and two count on a rookie from double A ball. The crowd stands up and starts cheering for this guy. I mean, okay, let's give Chicago Cub fans some credit, but most of them are tourists. But monkey see, monkey do. One guy stands up and starts yelling for Simo, and everybody yells for Simo. And the pitcher throws him a fastball above his hands. Might have been ball four, but he swings and he had pop in his bat. At least on May 17th, he had pop in his bat. And pop it did. It damn near flew out of uh, Wrigley onto Waveland Avenue. And that is not happening in the dead ball era. And the place went crazy. The Cubs went crazy. Wilson Contreras jumped over the little protective fence in front of the dugout and greeted him at home plate. He got an ice bath. He and now that's the hit part of the story. In the 2022 version of baseball, where you've got everything from gambling to dead balls to live balls to no balls, here's this double A kid with dyed blonde hair, 
from Puerto Rico, Dominican, it doesn't make any difference where he's from. It just shows the heritage of where he grew up and what kind of baseball he grew up and what they do to have fun for the fans in Latin America. Um, maybe not in Cuba. I don't know about Cuba. But look at Tatis. Look at look at these guys know how. Now I know Tatis is from the United States. Fernando Tatis was his dad. But these these guys have fun. They they've brought, you know, um, Guerrero's brought the coat for the Blue Jays. The Angels wear a Gene Autry cowboy hat. Everybody, you know. Another team had a chair. They'd slide the guy down. Everybody's got that shtick. Well, here's this rookie and YouTube it. It's fun. It's a light, fun part of baseball. So Simo just drills it. And that's the seventh run for the Cubs. Now the Pirates, they've gotten six hits in three games. They won a no-hitter. They got no-hit and won on Sunday before they showed up in Chicago. Think about that. They won a game without getting a hit. Doesn't happen much. Maybe twice in baseball history. So they're not real happy. Now they're crappy. Their payroll's 45 million. They suck. It's between them and the Reds for the worst team ever. And Simo spanks the ball. Almost out of the ballpark. And what's he do? Does he drop his bat like Mike Trout or Seiya Suzuki or some of these guys that Patrick Wisdom gets a lot of home runs, just drops the bat and runs? Not Simo. Simo takes two little glide side steps towards first base, jumping up and down as I would. Hell, how many more? It may be his last at bat ever. Not only will be, but it could be. It could be his only at bat. What did he do? A trivia question. The only at bat that Simo ever got, he had over. Takes a couple glide steps and then he flings his bat toward the Cubs on deck circle. It had to go 30 or 40 feet. He continues to spin and sidestep and hop and yell and point toward the Cub dugout right in front of Pittsburgh. Now, he does this to first base and he's heading to second base and he realizes, well, I don't think I touched first base. So he kind of jive steps back to first base, touches that and continues doing his little uh, wonder trot around the bases. And for some reason, the next batter for the Cubs didn't get one in his ear because it's a new brand of baseball. We, you know, there is little retaliation unless you're the Mets versus the Cardinals or the Cubs versus the Brewers. Other than that, nobody cares if they get shown up. Pirates didn't care. Um, they're just, you know, trying to get out of town and maybe if, if the, you know, the Pirates beat the Cubs soundly in the first month of the year, how embarrassing is that? How embarrassing is that? I think the Cubs lost four of six to the Pirates. I could check that, but I don't care. Now the Pirates are just, you know, after the first couple of the Brewers lost two out of three to the Cubs. Huh? Now they're uh, 10 games ahead of the Cubs. So uh, that's that deal. It's um, It was good, man. Fun interview. He had an interpreter there, but he speaks pretty good English, and he's a good kid, and I have no idea what position he plays. But... I have a funny feeling he may get into the game today. Uh, Rossi, here's this is this is good. Let's talk about managers for a minute, and then we'll talk about broadcasters just for a few more minutes. Just because I'm out of stuff to complain about. We've talked about the dead ball. We talked about nicknames. We talked about the Kentucky Derby, and um, you know I'm looking forward to from now to the All Star break and getting Craig on here. I'm going to get. Uh, Mike Diaz back on here. See if Mike can bring a friend. We'll get some guys. But I mean, up until now, the Angels are the story. The Potters are the story. The um, you know, there's been some pitchers taken out with no hitters going on. There's been a no hitter by a rookie. There's been some fun stuff. So now, 
it's it's hard with this new TV deal. Like tonight, the Cubs are not on. You know, before every time the team was on, uh, well, even last year, I guess if it's on ESPN, it was off of WGN or whatever station was carrying the Cubs. Now, Friday Night Baseball is brought to you by Apple Plus. Then you have TBS Plus or some other Plus. And tonight, the only way to watch the Cubs for free, I guess, although you probably have to give them uh, your birth certificate to do that, is to watch it on YouTube. So, you know, some people will be watching on YouTube. I'll be probably watching the White Sox and the Royals, not on YouTube. The Sox split a doubleheader yesterday with the pathetic Royals. But that brings me to a comparison between the two managers in the great city of Chicago. One's in last place or close to it. The other should be in first place, but because their owner picked this manager, they have to overcome that. So Tony LaRusa had a press conference after the Yankees soundly, swiftly beat his butt. Dead man walking, incoherent. I don't know if T-Bone was being funny or just his uh, cerebral activity has become limited. It was embarrassing. And then I listened to some of the um, radio station coverage of that news conference, and my, my opinion was spot on. Okay, so there was a caller on Spotify, and the caller wanted to know who that California angel was that I kept talking about and couldn't name. So we did a little research. It is Taylor Ward. Has anybody ever heard of the guy who's leading the league in batting average? He's hitting 376 after 101 RBIs or 101 at-bats. He has um, 23 ribbies, nine homers. The guy's having a great... A great year in his uh, major league career is um, he was with the Angels in 2018, and his uh, batting average is 255 career, and he's hitting 376. What happened to him? Did Charlie Lau turn into his hitting coach? I don't know, but that's you know we're not going to get into stats today. We we got into. Uh, um, a lot of different things and back to the bad broadcasters. Yes. Thank you. My producer's whispering in my ear. Hey, you were talking about Tony LaRussa and the guy's a zombie. He's a zombie. Now, if typically the manager goes out to the mound to take out a pitcher, they ought to leave Tony in the clubhouse. Just sit there. You can call Jerry, talk to him all you want. Just do not communicate. He's horrible. Now there has got to be, Somebody in Mr. Reinsdorf's mind that, or if he just leave it up to Rick Hahn, go out and get a real manager. It's a shame. I mean, it's a shame. The guy's a joke. Shame on Mr. Reinsdorf. Great guy. He's a nice man. He blew it with Tony LaRusso. I don't care if he wins the rest of his games and sweeps the playoffs. It won't be because of him. The guy is dead man walking. He should be in a rocking chair talking to Hawk Harrelson every night and uh, Zooming with Jerry, not being Jerry's manager. I mean, this guy makes Rick Renteria look like uh, Connie Mack. I'm sorry. Now, go across town to a bad team and a great communicator. David Ross is an upbeat, articulate, good guy who... He, you know, he doesn't take on the press like Larusa has for his whole career. He accepts these guys. It's part of his job. He's good at it. He is a good baseball guy. He's got a great bench coach. And um, so, what a it's a treat to watch his press conferences. He's not funny. I'd rather listen to Bob Euchre. But if I want comedy, but if I want depression, if I want to say, I told you so, turn on the Tony LaRusso deal. Oh, man. Now, broadcasters. I've heard some really, really good, the Mets broadcasters, the Braves broadcasters, <coughs> and I've listened. I'm not sure why I've been listening to these guys. I guess I've been in the car a lot. 
these guys are good. They just talk about the game. What's going on in the game? As opposed to for some reason, um, the Chicago, you know, Pat Hughes is good, but he gets a, he kind of gets a little lazy from time to time. Shrimp Scampy's pathetic. I don't care if he's good friends with my good friends. He's horrible, horrible, horrible. And he's a joke. I, I don't get it. He thinks he's funny, thinks he's clever. He has a great team that puts these stupid statistics together. Um, uh, you know, if you have an average uh, exit velocity off the bat of over 100, you're going to be hitting over 310. Who cares? Does anybody care? I don't care. And then MLB Network has their share of problem guys, but they've got good guys. But, they, you know, they've got a betting show. A betting show. Would you put Pete Rose and Joe Jackson in the Hall of Fame if you're going to have betting be your lifeblood? I don't like that. You know I don't like that. Anyway, what I do like is the upcoming uh, weekend. I'm going to go out to Wrigley. I'm sure the weather will be bad. It's always bad in May. April, it's horrible. June's questionable. July gets really hot. But I'm telling you what, the... Cubs pitching staff, they they made a bonehead move. They should have called me about Stroman. What they, what they get that guy for? He has one good game, and then he's hurt. He's hurt. He's thrown off the mound again. So here's their – they've got Kyle Hendricks. They have – now they've got Steele, who can go three innings, and then it's questionable second time through. They have Thompson, who's starting to pitch pretty good. You know, he's actually looking like a major league starter who might be able to go five. Then they've got Drew Smiley, who I like from the left side, although he's no youngster. And uh, they brought in Wade Miley. Now, there's a good number five guy. It's a good move. He, he beat the Pirates. Now everybody beats the Pirates. Is that a big deal? Nah. That Pirates got no hit, and as I said, they won. <laughs> That's bad. So Wade Miley's a good five-inning journeyman guy, and then they've got a, you know, Robertson, their closer, who's 38 or 39, got hurt, so he's out. And they got a bunch of young arms, and, and they, may be, they may be good. Um, Schwindel got farmed out, but before he got to Des Moines, they called him back. He's doing pretty good on his rebound. Wisdom, you got to like. He's a good guy. I mean, he's just not Chris Bryant. And Chris Bryant isn't Chris Bryant. The last thing I'm going to talk about. You know, Chris Bryant is a good, good guy from, I don't know, I've met him a couple times. He appears to be a good guy. He suffered from... I got to get out of here and, and I've got Boris. So I'm going to go where the most money is. And the most money was for some unknown reason, Colorado, the, the, the front office in Colorado, I don't care which regime they have the best third baseman in baseball, Nolan Arenado, and they get rid of him because he's making too much money. So they go out and they give St. Louis, Nolan Arenado, and Goldschmidt. So now St. Louis has two of the best hitters in baseball, and they are. Arenado is the real deal. I think Arenado, you know, you can talk about Trout, and you can talk about uh, Cunha Jr. and Soto and all these guys. Arenado's the best player in baseball. It's not close. Give him away. Cutting back, what do they do? They pay Bryant. $300 million for, uh, so Brian, you know, it's like everybody wants to go to Disney world. It's, now is Disney world that great? No. Got long lines. It's hotter than hell in the summer. Um, the rides are okay. You can go to lots of different parks. You can spend a ton of money, but everybody wants to go there when they could go to Yellowstone park and see the, the beauty and the raw nature, they could go do a float trip down the uh, whitewater rafting in the Salmon River. There are thousands of things that people can do to have better entertainment than going to Disney World. But people want to go there. 
Chris Bryant wanted to go to a Disney world of baseball. He wanted to go where nobody cared what he did because they never going to win. They got Bud Black, who's a good manager, but they're not going to beat the Dodgers. They're not going to beat the Padres. They probably won't beat the Diamondbacks. So why Bryant wins the World Series and it's like, okay, I want to go somewhere where I have no pressure and I don't want to be with Bryce Harper. And so I'm going to go to Denver, man. Cool city. I can be in the mountains. A great place to raise a family. I'm getting gazillion dollars and uh, nobody cares. You go play left field. They can hit 230 and uh, that's that. So Bryant and Baez head scratchers. You know, maybe Detroit will get better, but I don't think so. Head scratchers. You can prove me wrong next year. Maybe the Tigers will be able to beat the Royals. But Schwarber goes to Philly, starts out good. Um, Castellanos uh, and um, Jake Marslech get good deals with new teams. Marslech's with the Pirates, but you know, it was either that or the Mexican League. And then Darvish to the Padres. And uh, so the best guy right now of the former Cub strength was Rizzo. Um, Bryant's probably hitting 270. Schwarber's down to 200. And um, you Cub fans, I told you this last year. If you think that uh, Wilson Contreras, they're doing the same thing. Trade him now. Hello, Jeb Hoyer, or whatever your position is. Trade the guy now. Figure out who needs a catcher, who's got some studs in their minor leagues. Trade Willie now, if you're going to trade him. I don't want you to trade him. How often do you find a good catcher in baseball like Willie Contreras? You don't. I've said for two years now, trade him for his brother. Contreras for Contreras. You get five years of control and you get a Contreras. That's cool. I don't think he's Willie Contreras, but he's got the same name. He's William Contreras as opposed to Wilson Contreras. So you got Willie for Willie. Get him. Great deal. Funny, kind of light, lighter side of baseball. And they're going to wait till the friggin' August deadline. August 2nd is the trade deadline. So Cub fans, you know, he's on fire. He will never, you know, his arbitration case doesn't get decided until June. So there is never a better time to trade the guy than now. If you want to really put it to the Cub fans again for the second year in a row, trade him. But trade him now. Don't don't wait till August 1st and go, oh, wow, we've got – you got – now I haven't gone back through the trades to see who's going good and who's not. But Madrigal was a big name, and he's played like 10 games. And he's average at best. He's got no, not the range, not the arm, and he's not that big a hitter. Why, you know, Kimbrell, I don't know what he's doing for the Dodgers, but who cares? Madrigal, you got Nico, you got Bodie, um, you've got Simmons. So you put Nico back at second, and Bodie when he gets better, and Simmons at short. Well, you know, at least you got a good second division team and for you folks that think well each division gets two teams in the playoffs no it's not it's just your one loss record and uh, <clears throat> i'm going to finish by saying <clears throat> right now right now let's look and check out who we think would be in the wild card in the in the title okay here's the new rules let me recap so at least you've learned something 
by listening to the entire podcast. The top two records in each league, the American League and the National League, get buys in the first round. So right now, uh, if I can find my glasses and I can read, um, I guess I'm going to have to read without my glasses because who knows what I did with them. I don't. Um, in the National League, the Dodgers, of course, have the best record, followed by the Mets. So they would get a buy. The Brewers, the Padres, the Giants, the Cardinals, those are the teams in the playoffs. Does that sound familiar? They had a chance to go to seven teams in each league. Didn't do it. Should have done it. 14 teams better than 12. So six in each league. Let me just recap that. The Mets, the Dodgers, by the Brewers, the Padres, the Giants, and the Cardinals. Not making it are the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the Miami Marlins, the Phillies, Atlanta, the former world champs. Chicago, Pittsburgh, Washington, and Cincinnati, if the season ended now. In the American League, the uh, Yankees have the best record in baseball. Wow. 27-9. and nine. Boo. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? I think you've gone right where you were. <clears throat> Great team. Let me say a shout-out to the Mets with Buck Showalter. They actually know what they're doing. they got a real manager. Managers make a difference. Tony, Jerry. Okay. Um, luckily, Mr. Reinstorf doesn't listen to the podcast or he wouldn't pay for lunch. Um, the Yankees get a bye, and right now the Twins get a bye. Is that right? No, the Astros. Yeah, the three division leaders are the Yankees, the Twins, and the Astros. Yankees and the Twins, or the Yankees and the Astros get a bye. So the other four teams right now would be Minnesota, Los Angeles Angels, Tampa Bay, and Toronto. White Sox would be out, the Indians would be out, the Rangers out, the Mariners out, the A's out, Boston's out, Baltimore, Kansas City, and lowly Detroit. Now, there you go. They should have increased the playoffs when they had a chance, but the players didn't want to do that because Scott Boris didn't want to do that. So, you know, Tony was his name, doesn't run the union, Boris does. Big mistake. They got egg on their face. Wasn't that funny? Only union in America where the executive committee recommends voting down and the rank and file say, too bad. We want that 750 today. That means if I play in one game, if I just show up in one game and I am getting $775,000 and I um, play in one game out of 162, I'm getting 4,700 bucks and a day of pension, and I might even get a World Series share if my team goes to the World Series. That's pretty good. If I stay up 10 days, do the math, 47 grand. Not bad, beats my minor league split contract. Woohoo! I'm telling you what, this is gonna be a fun race to the All-Star break. The, um, right now it looks like the World Series is gonna be the Yankees versus the Dodgers. So let's see if we can do anything to not have that happen, okay? Let's have the Angels versus the Padres in the World Series. That's my prediction. You heard it here on the lighter side of baseball, and we'll get Diaz back. We'll get Denier back. He sang the seventh inning stretch the other day for the umpteenth time. We love Bobby on this show. And, um, you know, we'll see if I can't dig out somebody else to talk to. Because uh, with Diaz, I don't have to say anything. That guy's great. So, for Jamie Rusky and my crew, let me just say thank you for listening down the Learner Side of Baseball. Thank you for going to Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Just like if Dan Rather did a podcast, he'd be saying the same thing. But no, we're looking for a few good sponsors. This is year four. Coming up on Nellie's birthday, we'll do a little special treat for Nellie's birthday party and keep his spirit alive. We all miss him every day. So for On the Lighter Side of Baseball Crew, Jamie Rusky saying, 
Hit them down the middle. Have a good day. Thank you.